Kiri and Kolbesak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. ECRI, a not-for-profit patient safety organization, has named cyber attacks the number one health technology hazard in 2022. Today, I'm speaking with two ECRI experts, Chad Waters and Yuso Leninen, about the organization's list and why cyber attacks made the top of the list. So for starters, very briefly describe what ECRI examined when it put together the top health hazard list for 2022. You said, would you like to start? So every year, uh, ECRI compiles uh, this technology hazards list, and we've been doing this for 15 years now, where we take the insights from work that ECRI's engineers, scientists, nurses, clinicians, uh, and various professionals within ECRI organization have encountered during the past year with their work with our member hospitals all across the country and even the globe to try to narrow down on what, what are some top priorities that matter right now for healthcare facilities and what are some ways that uh, you can proactively start tackling those. So that core area, core point for us is to identify these top priorities and find practical solutions that hospitals can actually move forward and implement this year to address the risk related to these varied technology issues. And so, Chad, we've seen cybersecurity issues among ECRI's top 10 health hazards lists in the past, but The last time cybersecurity topped that list was in your 2018 report in which ransomware was flagged as the number one hazard. Why did cyber attacks top your list this year? Was it due to all the ransomware and other attacks we've been seeing during the pandemic? Other issues? There's definitely a, there's a ransomware element to this report, but it's also due to a lot more demonstrable impact to patient safety. We've seen stories of hospitals going on divert and uh, that delay of care has impacted patient outcomes. There's reports of clinical cloud services that were uh, made unavailable and that delayed treatments at the uh, clinical side. And there is also reports of individual clinical devices that were impacted from a larger security incident and the lowered clinical functionality of that impacted a patient. Another kind of a core tenant that we wanted to kind of convey in this why, again, cybersecurity topped the list. Again, we are seeing more and more clinical workflows rely on these various connected technologies and really wanted to highlight that what can that disruption to the availability of some of these systems can do. And again, how Chad mentioned, delay in care is a, is a real potential here. And in the worst case scenarios, that can lead to harm. And secondly, it's not just your hospital anymore. Again, a lot of the technologies are, are relying on cloud-based services, for example, where I think we had some examples last year of manufacturers of medical devices and systems, for example, being impacted by a cybersecurity concern which in turn had a direct impact on how some hospitals were treating patients. A part of the reason is, again, the interconnected environment and how that can have a direct impact on patient care, whether in your hospital or whether that security concern impacts perhaps an outside organization that your care is directly tied to. 
I want to say that it's when there's a, an incident in, in the healthcare system, sometimes the focus is on confidentiality, PHI breaches, but we're definitely seeing more and more of the connecting of dots of this event impacted a patient. And one notable thing that I also wanted to mention, again, not only was cybersecurity ranked as the top concern through this rigorous ECRI process, which involved various different professionals across the organization at various different levels, but it was also voted by ECRI's members as the top concern. So it's definitely top of mind for a lot of ECRI member hospitals out there. Also, you both sort of touched upon this about the disruption. When there is a ransomware or other sort of disruptive attack on a hospital, patients do indeed often get diverted elsewhere. These attacks don't just impact the care provider that was targeted, but it's the community as well. How much of a role does that seem to play, this kind of trickle out effect that community healthcare providers feel when one of their neighbors get hit? Was that something that came into play with the responses, do you think? You so? I think it's overall a concern for all healthcare facilities. And obviously, geographically, uh, hospitals that are geographically close to one another may feel the impact from one hospital to another when it comes to one of these issues. And again, we're talking about this not being an exception anymore. And, and that's highlighted in the in the ECRI top 10 as well. Hospitals should really think about this as when their organization will be impacted by a cybersecurity concern. How does that translate into downstream impacts in in patient care, et cetera? It's no longer an if. And again, with, with that, we wanted to highlight that there's various things that hospitals should do to be prepared, uh, as prepared as one can when it comes to these issues, both impact for your organization as well as within your community. And what are some of the suggestions that you make or steps that organizations can take to better protect themselves? Chad, and then you, sir. The big one is make sure that you have a, an overall security plan, security framework or, or high trust. But you want to make sure that you not just think about the, the IT systems, but also encompass all the connected devices that you may have in your de- environment as well as you need to make sure that you have your clinicians that use these devices involved in the planning and incident response of these devices. I definitely want to echo Chad's point. Incident response plan is a must, and uh, you should absolutely include your medical devices as part of that and recognizing the, the practical challenges and differences when it comes to managing security, managing an incident when it comes to a medical device system. Again, these can be delivering life-sustaining therapy. You can't just always just plug it out out of the network and restart it. That, that, that may not always be the practical path forward. And, and that's what we wanted to really highlight in the recommendations in this year's top 10. How can, how can you move forward with a, a incident response plan? It, it, personnel to include as part of the process, how Chad mentioned, is crucial to make sure that this is a stakeholders all the way to your frontline clinicians to make this incident response plan practical, not just something on a paper that 
will will eventually maybe address through just tabletops. Br- bring in the various professionals within your organization to understand how they can cohesively play their role when the incident will occur, and how can you restore those systems as quickly as possible to get back to normal operations. Now, the report also names Wi-Fi dead zones and drop-offs as a top 10 technology hazard. Why and are these Wi-Fi incidents sometimes tied to cyber attacks or the response to cyber attacks where a hospital takes down its systems and its network offline in order to contain and recover from the incident? Yeah, that report is very similar. You you have a an infrastructure that you are now dependent on to provide clinical care. And what happens when that system isn't functioning properly? And yes, it could it could be the result of a of a security incident potentially take down the Wi-Fi system. And also in the report there, it mentions security measures that you put in place for Wi-Fi to authenticate devices, specifically um, certificates. Uh, you want to make sure that if when you apply those those security measures that you you are managing those those certificates correctly. Because there could be a somewhere along the line, uh, you could have some certificates expire and you could lose connectivity to those devices. That's something that I've actually experienced um, when I was a uh, a network security engineer in the hospital prior to Capri. And you so there are also a few other items on this year's list, including telehealth workflow, supply chain issues, damage infusion pumps, inadequate stockpiles, and AI-based image distortions. None of these seem directly related to cybersecurity, although I suppose security problems cyber incidents could contribute to some of these hazards. Do you agree or disagree or anything else that kind of gets tied into cybersecurity with these other items? I would definitely say a cybersecurity uh, obviously is a component of a lot of connected technologies, and those are some clear-cut examples of it. I, I think I would highlight telehealth as one of the things that we've seen a lot of change in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, with healthcare facilities rapidly moving forward with implementation. And while our this year's telehealth topic was more focused on workflow and usability, for example, previous edition of our top 10, I believe it was 2020, we did touch on a, specifically telehealth in the context of, uh, of cybersecurity. And again, now when we have these telehealth technologies in various environments, outside of the hospital, in the patient's home, and uh, some care models are now relying on that connectivity. Again, cybersecurity is absolutely a, a concern there. So I would definitely highlight the telehealth, uh, rapid expansion of telehealth, and how cybersecurity will continue to be a key factor as this technology uh, spreads wider and wider. And finally, you mentioned some recommendations that the report makes. Overall, how can healthcare sector organizations use this list, including those items, you know, number one with cyber attacks and all the other issues that might get tied to security? How can they use this list to better protect their patients and their safety? It's really a risk management issue. We um there are recommendations that we have there. It is basically be prepared for this to happen. And it is 
as you so mentioned, we have all these devices that are advancing healthcare, but as we become more and more dependent on this connected technology, we have to be prepared to find alternatives when a certain device or system becomes unavailable for, for various reasons. Security is definitely high up there, but uh, things just go wrong and you need to prepare to step back and find alternatives. And you, so any final last thoughts? I think overall, the, the way we see most of our members utilize the list is to try, try to find the, the key topics for their organization, maybe pick a couple to try to tackle those and, and find how you can, from those recommendations that we provide, how, how can you translate those to your organization? And really looking at it, I think, and this applies to really all of these top 10 topics, there is definitely some of them that technology can be part of the solution. But I, I think I want to highlight that a lot of this comes down to appropriate planning, uh, appropriate processes, and the people who execute that uh, and, and move forward with, with reducing the risk, regardless of whether we're talking about the cybersecurity topic or whether we're talking about any, any of the other ones. Again, that's, that's really the intention of the list is to provide this overview of what we think, what does ECRI think you should be focused on during the upcoming year and, and trying to find ways to improve those areas within your organization. Thank you very much, Chad and Yuso. I've been speaking to Chad Waters and Yuso Leninen. I'm Marianne Kolbesek-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.